Coming to you live oh, from our wow. studio apartment. Yeah, we, what are we going to we call this? Yeah, we're going to call this the Shred Quarters. No. Yeah, Shred Quarters. <laughs> yep. The Fred Quarters. Yeah. Shred Quarters. <laughs> the, the Dread, dread Quarters. The Med Quarters. Shrek Quarters. The Ned Quarters. Hi, Diddly Ho there, neighbor. Just do different. The Bed Quarters. Turn down the covers. Hey, Rudy. Do you want to play some reindeer games? Boy, would I. Ah, just kidding, nerd. Go fuck a goat. What does that even mean? I don't know. Welcome to the podcast. This is Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. I am Nick, your co-host. I'm Steven, your co-host. I called Steven Rudy because that's also his name. Hey, that's that's... Part of my name. This is finally, finally the listeners get a little look inside of your life. Your middle name is Rudy, Rudolph. My middle name is Rudolph. It is. Steven the Rudolph Reindeer is joining me. Hey. Because we're going to talk about some reindeers. Hey, these headphones are hurting my antlers. That's all I got to say. That joke would kill in a reindeer games hall. I know. A hall where they play all the reindeer games. A little bit of baccarat, a little bit of backgammon. And we're talking reindeers because it's Christmas. It's officially Christmas season, Stephen. Hey, I love me some Christmas. Do you like Christmas movies? Well, that's good because we're going to do some for the next three episodes. So thank you for joining us and hopefully join us for the next two after this one. And by three episodes, he means multiply that by, by nine. So tw- the next 27 episodes will be all about uh, Christmas yes, films. Yes, up until July in which... And then we'll do Christmas in July. Yeah. And then that'll take us through December again. Done. And then we'll just continue on. What we're trying to say, folks, is that we're now a Christmas podcast. Like it, love it. The joy is all all year round here. Um, here in the shred quarters. The shred quarters. This is live from our apartment in the kitchen, where we record this podcast, and uh, we are joined by our esteemed colleagues. He's back. He's been gone off a couple episodes. Please so- say hello, Kyle. Hey there. Oh, hey, Kyle. Glad for you to be, uh, as Nick so eloquently put it, adjuning us here this evening. And we're going to be changing up the format a little bit today. Hopefully it works. Maybe it won't. We're like Santa's little slaves, or elves is what he calls them. And uh, we never stop tinkering, you know what I mean? Elves is actually the dyslexic way to say slaves. That is true. Yeah. Which brings us to the age-old question. (laughs) What are reindeer games? Anybody? Reindeer games, uh, I believe the, the, root, uh, the root of the term or, and or phrase uh, stems from the classic Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer track in that um, the other reindeer wouldn't let Rudolph uh, play in any reindeer games with them. So what, what, whatever tomfoolery the, the, the caribou in question liked to enjoy, Rudolph had no part of that. Yeah, that's the question that we won't answer today because we're discussing the inspiration for the phrase reindeer games, and that's the movie Reindeer Games. I mean, it's the it, it epitomizes what reindeer games are specifically. Yes, bullying, racism. Am I missing anything? Uh, <laughs> deception. Deception. Seduction. Oh, definitely seduction. Probably full frontal female nudity. Cosplaying. Oh, cosplaying. Yeah, well, coming from the guy with antlers, he gets it. Hey, you know, don't don't tread on don't tread on my uh, my twelve points there, Mister. But here for our first Christmas film, we're doing the holiday classic, the one you all know and love. The year two thousand gave us the new millennia, the uh, the Millennium Bug, per se, but it also gave us Reindeer Games. Ben Affleck, Gary Sinise, Charlie Theron, in the new thriller from John Frankenheimer. The movie. I think it was because uh, this this movie was originally wanted to wanted to be released in 1999, but they feared that um, people would watch this as the last movie they would ever see in their life, and and didn't want a mass suicide drop off uh, because of Y2K. I'm surprised that didn't happen anyway. But before we get into the movie, we're bringing back Tomato Meter Christmas Edition. Hey, I love that. And uh, the movie we're going to do is Second Act. 
Yes, this this technically is a Christmas movie from what from what the advertisements have been. Yes, telling Kyle, me. Kyle, tell us about this movie immediately, Not right, right now. now. No, no, no. <laughs> Say, just guess, just guess. Uh, I'll no. give you a hint. It stars J Lo. Now go. It's a horror movie. Yes, <laughs> keep it's going. A thriller. Keep, yeah, yeah, you're on a roll. Uh, she uh, tries to escape from her. Boyfriend that's trying to. I feel like I'm describing another. You're describing <laughs> describing Angel Eyes, but keep going. Yeah, where's the second act part? Well, he comes back to try and take her out again. Comes there you back go. That's second it. act. Nice. That's it. What would you give that movie, Stephen? Actually, the movie is about a uh, a woman who lies on her resume and gets a high paying CEO job, and uh, just rolls with it. It's about women empowerment. Empowerment oh, to I'm lie and be, and be deceitful. Stephen, what is your Tomato meter guess for second act starring Jennifer Lopez. JLo's going to bring the audience. Uh, it's not necessarily going to bring the uh, brain cells required to uh, comprehend a, a, a regular old film. Uh, all, albeit, it'll still be successful. I'll give it a 44%. I'm going to give it a 40%. Wow. On the dot. On love, the love when you undercut yep, me. I, I just have to give you a little creed. Little creed and the little undercut creed, you know? You know what I'm talking about? Boxing? Nope, not at all. That's not a that's not a boxing term in what no no shape or form. But what I want to talk about is Christmas movies. Okay, let's do it. Are you allowed to watch any other movies during Christmas time? Um, I mean Hanukkah movies. Yes, is, yes. is it the the two Speaking that of are Hanukkah out there? movies? Uh, go back one year in time, and you will hear our Eight Crazy Nights episode. Hey, our special holiday film, which so happened to be the only non-Christmas movie we could find. Yes, and we didn't do a single Christmas movie last year, so so we're making up for it this year. Making up for it in full force, and boy, do we got an arsenal lined up for you, ladies and gentlemen. How many movies, Christmas themed, have you watched so far this year? So far this year, uh, I would say about three. How about you, Nick? I watched six. Wow. What? <laughs> yeah. We're, we're t- here it is wow, uh, two days into. Kyle how, many, Kyle, how many have you watched? Zero. Never mind. Wow. Now it's time to talk about Reindeer Games. But before that, let's hear what the critics have to say about this movie. Yeah. Kyle, what rating did the Rotten Tomatoes give this movie? I believe he gave it a 25% right on the dot. Right on the button. Right on the little Christmas mistletoe. Yeah, one of our cuspers. Gotta, gotta, gotta love the last stands of these cuspers. Oh, I used to use cusps in the bed during Christmas. I believe they relieve uh, inflammation. But am I, am I not correct in that? You are correct. And Rotten Tomatoes' blurb on this movie was, despite a decent cast, subpar acting, and contrived plot disappointed reviewers. Eh. I want to say that this is the most mailed-in... Ron Tomatoes blurb that I've ever read. Yeah, yeah, they mailed it in just like they mailed it in, uh, 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 just like the actors mailed in their uh, their speaking roles in this film. Nick, what blurb you got for me? I'll go for you because you haven't got one yet. I got one. All right, so uh, so I got uh, gets lost in a blizzard of cliches and uneven performances. That's David Hunter from the Hollywood Reporter. I like that. I like anyone that uses puns, especially when they're Christmas themed. Yeah. Mine is also Christmas themed. It's from Lou Lemonick from the New York Post. That's the a new, real person. The New York Post. That's a real person. Yeah, Lou Lemonick from the New York Post. He's he's the guy that used to call you in the 50s and be like, are yeah. you sleeping with Marilyn Monroe yeah, again? The most New York name. I'm going to go over to the Stark Club and have me, to, uh, have me a porterhouse. And he said, about as appealing as leftover Christmas fruitcake. <laughs> is the fruitcake joke still relevant today? <laughs> Mazel tov. <laughs> Do people still eat fruitcake? Um, is it I, a largely Midwest thing? I feel like you would know about this. I feel like it's a largely Midwest thing. It does happen. I think it's more of a serious gag gift now. But then you also have the the Pinterest fanatics, the the online DIYers who are like, I can make an actual good fruitcake and I'm gonna do it. You know, I believe that that's that that resurgence is bound to happen if it hasn't already. I respect and hate someone that wants to make a good fruitcake. Because then it'll it'll force me to try it. There's no fruit really in a fruit cake, correct? Is there no fruit? It's like I all those gummies. Berries. It's like gummy things. Yeah, it's like gelatin. It's like spumoni bread. It's like the spam version of fruit. Have you guys had uh, ambrosia? Have you had cranbrosia? No. Yeah. Stephen oh. ate a whole tray of cranbrosia. I, no. Oh. A week ago. Hey, no. listen, listen. That's a that's a that's a downright dirty lie. It was it was two trays of cranbrosia, and I thoroughly enjoyed them. 
Yes, he. It was. It, it looked enjoyable. He didn't let us touch it, but he. It did look enjoyable. You don't get touched. Ate him all to himself. Wow. Yeah. Thanks. And now it's time for a favorite yeah. game. Ah, Gbert with Ebert. Hey, we're bringing that back for a second time. Yeah, Ebert's back, and he had something to say about this movie. Hey, was it good? Uh, no. Oh. This is uh this is the first time in a while that he has not liked a really bad movie. So so he's getting his standing back. He said, I wish I'd had a stopwatch to clock how many minutes are spent while one character holds a gun to another character's head and gabs. Yeah, yeah. He gave it 1.5 stars. That's happening way too often in this film. A lot of talking, not, not a lot of shooting. It could be called reindeer guns to your head. Reindeer Russian roulette games. Reindeer... Reindeer Mao Deer Deer Hunter games. Reindeer gun in my gums. Reindeer Hunter games. Reindeer Hunter games. That's it. Yeah. Reindeer Hunter games. Cut it, print it, Kyle. We're done here. Pack it up. <laughs> but first, a commercial break. Are you tired of things being exactly what you expect out of them? I know I am. I hate getting one thing and they tell me what it is and that's what it is, which is why. We are selling you the exact opposite of that. We're here to sell you fruitcake. No fruit, not even a cake. This is literally just a loaf of bread with gelatin, and it will blow your fucking bowels out. Take it firsthand from our number one customer, Randolph Reindeer. Hey, folks, this is Randolph Reindeer here, and I've got to tell you that I don't like to eat oats, and I don't like to eat carrots. What I really enjoy is a nice, good old fruitcake. And the finest fruitcake comes from my partners over here at Fruitcakes R Us. Fruitcakes R Us are fine. They're the finest fruitcakes. And no, I don't have a gun to my head. And no, I'm not having a conversation uh, with myself with with an unknown assailant with my back behind the with my back uh, to the wall. Please send help. Thanks. And Fruitcake Fun House is where we sell all these. Uh, it's a giant warehouse filled with only fruitcakes, and we have literally billions to sell. And uh, we would never ever. Make you buy them with a gun to your head. And if you put in the code Real Rotten at checkout, you will get 100 fruitcakes for free. Fruitcakes are us. Just eat them. And we're back! And normally we would do the stats section where, where we make fun of Kyle profusely. But believe us, that is coming later in the podcast. We will definitely still make fun of Kyle. Uh, Kyle, are you still here? Yeah, I'm yeah here. shut up, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, we're going to start with the two... Minute recap. We're just going to lay this movie out for you, Reindeer Games, also known as Deception. For our um, non-denominational folk. Who's doing it? I feel like Nick can do it. Oh, Nick, you're up. Ben Affleck is just a man in a jail cell pumping iron next to his roommate, Nick, who is fully in love with a woman that he met through the letters. Nick is going to meet his new love on the outside, who is Charlie's Theron, but then Nick gets shanked in the face, or the guts, either or, and uh, he dies. Ben Affleck leaves prison, meets Charlie's Theron. She's like, hey, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm Nick. They have hot sex, and then Gary Sinise comes in with the crew, and they're like, hey, we need to rob this casino, so they rob the casino, but they need Nick's help, who is actually Rudy who is actually Ben Affleck. And Ben Affleck doesn't know what they're talking about. So he has to lead them, lead them on this journey to try and rob the casino. And they do. A lot of people die. Pretty much everybody dies. There's a lot of things in between. People fall into ice. People die. And then there's, there's no reindeer, not even one reindeer in the whole movie. Uh, the games, games are far and few between. Um, it mostly involves Ben Affleck, who is a former car thief because he can't be a murderer because you have to like him. And he ends up robbing the bank with them. And then it turns out to be a double con. First, you think Charlize is incestually having sex with her brother. Turns out they're not related, so that's good news. And then it turns out that she's actually having sex with everybody in the movie, including Nick, who is still alive, who comes back out of the woodwork at the very end. And then they try to kill Ben Affleck, but then they forgot that he's a car thief, and he drives off into the sunset after killing both of them. And he gets all the money. But then he gives it away, because it's Christmas. And he gets to eat pecan pie. And hot chocolate. 
It's <sighs> <laughs> so bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now Kyle will you'll you're gonna edit that so that it's in order. It's all linear, l- yeah, lineal yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was pretty much it, right? Yeah. I think you got the main talking points of this film. Yeah. I think all you need to know is that Ben Affleck gets roped into a scheme that he doesn't really know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Christmas. And it all happens on Christmas. Just so we forgot the whole Christmas. Christmas theme of it. Yeah. Just so happens to be Christmassy. Way to go. I'm, I've never been prouder. Thank you. Let's learn more about this movie, though. It's time for Fun Facts with Kyle. Yeah, Fun Facts, Easy Facts. Uh, we're going to go over... Uh... Brought to you by... Fun Facts with Kyle. Brought to you by Discovery Fun Zone. Hasn't existed in 15 years. Thank you, Stephen. Uh, this movie came out on February 25th, 2000. Uh, wow, yeah. two months after Christmas Yeah, yeah love, love the Christmas movie that comes we'll get out to in that February later. We'll get to that later uh, It's an hour and 44 minutes um, A couple of the key Hour and 44 minutes? Yeah Okay Fantastic That's a two, It was two hours and 20 minutes? No, that was the No, not 144 minutes He said an hour and 44 oh, minutes Oh, an hour and 44 minutes You also said that out loud. Yeah. Now I get what I'm saying. An hour and 44 minutes? That's two and a, two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> Too much eggnog over here. You know what I mean? I know. Yeah. I love me sloshed that. On, sloshing on that eggnog. I love that, especially after a good workout. Man, some eggnog's just... Let's go over. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's, oh. uh, let's, let's move Drink on to the... Drink it through my straw okay. and my nose. Okay. Mm. Mm. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's Pluck keywords. Now it's time for the game plot keywords, where Kyle tells us the keys, keys to victory to the plot. When you're watching <laughs> reindeer games, all right. Uh, female frontal nudity. Oh yeah. No panties though. Oh wow. But wow. female rear nudity. Wow. Oh wow. Female nudity. Yes. And you're hitting all that's the that's what key we're talking points. about. Uh, breasts. Breasts. Yeah, yeah. And that's it. That was the sexiest, horniest plot right. keywords I've ever heard. <laughs> Do you? I, I, I don't. I, I, I agree with all four, four or five of those. Um, but were they the main keywords of this? Oh film? no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah, no. Oh, all right. Uh, but, but Weird the no panties were. part. I don't even know what that's even a reference to. Was there a part about that? Maybe the sex scene with between Ben Hufleck and uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, that's a weird thing to pull from that scene. I mean, there was there was sex. They could have just put the word sex in there. They could have just put you sex will watch <laughs> this movie because Charlie's Theron gets naked. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. If I, if I was 15 years younger, this that would have been the reason I watched this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Had to have been one of them. And then I would have fallen in love with Ben Affleck and really realized my sexuality. Mm, you've been uh been on the on the on the uh, gender spectrum. Yes. Yeah. The sexual fluidity. What's spectrum. next, Kyle? Uh, we have taglines. Taglines. Yeah. The trap is set. The game is on. That's I feel it. like that's a spoiler. It's the reindeer games. I it's mean. the reindeer games. That's that should have been the third line of that. And now it's time for our new well, tagline game called Tag. You're it. <laughs> I got a tagline. Okay. My tagline is, uh, they're making a hit, but they should have checked him twice. Oh, God damn. That's a good one. (laughs) Yeah, mine is, Rudolph wants nothing to do with these reindeer games. You can't say the tagline with, you can't say the name of the film within the tagline. That's why I I changed it to, Rudolph wants nothing to do with these. Well, they use games in the the real tagline. So you can use games. You cut out games of your tagline. <laughs> you should do it again. Fine, I'll do it again. Here it goes. Too late. All right, let's move on. <laughs> Christmas uh, Eve. What a time for heisting. What a game to be reindeering. <laughs> uh, I do want to go over the budget of this movie. Okay, yeah. Maybe let's some yeah. Let's some more uh, Kyle's uh, fun facts. Yeah, brought yeah, to you, yeah. yeah. Brought to you by uh, uh, Aunt Jemima's Pancake Mix. Um, well, this, this movie budget was $42 million. $42 million. Only made twenty three million U.S. and worldwide, it made. Sorry, it was not. Frankenheimer requires a a, a high bill. 
He, he you want the man, you gotta you yeah. gotta pay the man. Worldwide was only thirty two. Worldwide total thirty two, so they took a ten million hit on this film. Is that what's going on? Yes. Hmm. You know? That's that's still not good. For John exactly. Frankenheimer's last film too. And in ninety nine where the theatrical business was a booming decently. A booming. Yeah. Right pre Titanic. Yeah. Actually no. Titanic was Post-Titanic. right around that time. Post Titanic. That's what I said. Post-Titanic. All right. I did the math in my head, you guys. $42 million in the year 2000 was $61 million now. Wow. What a, what a prodigy. You sure you didn't go to M- MIT? I have it? I, I went to have it. Holy cross. I, only, I packed my cab. I have it. Yeah. And that's about as close as I got to the have it. Should have packed near, near Cambridge. I know how they probably. Where could. did the money go, Kyle? Where did the where where did the money go? <laughs> I know where the money didn't go, and that's to Nikki and Stevie's consulting firm. They would have made a they would have made a killing. Uh, they would have saved this movie uh, a tons of skrill. Yeah. So as usual, we will bring our cousins in, Nikki and Stevie, and they will say how they would have made this movie some money. As usual, this is a pre-recorded message. Hey everybody, this is Stevie over here, uh, giving you free, giving you your free advice on how to save monies on your on your terrible movies. Along with my co-host, Nicky. Nicky, how you doing over hey, here? Hey, yo, I'm doing good, Stevie. I'm doing good. How you fucking doing, man? Hey, I'm doing quite well. I got you know a boil on my ass to save a walnut, but you know I I got no complaints. Oh yeah, you had that last week. Uh, you didn't get you didn't do nothing about it yet. No, I thought it was just a twin coming out. Uh, but oh, but if you were a twin, that'd be so fucking cool, man. Oh, <laughs> we'd be like Stevie and Nikki and little Stevie. I thought I felt a tooth. If I did, I would have said Elon Musk, you sent me to that Mars thing because you sent me to that planet Mars uh, colonization because I'm I should be the guy from Total Recall that says start the reactor. Oh, I totally agree. With my ass. I have no idea what you're talking about, but I totally agree. It's a deep cut call out to Paul Verhoeven in the Total Recall business. You know so many movies, Stevie. You know so many fucking movies, man. That's all I do when you got a boil on your exercise, my walnut. Oh, but we're here to talk reindeer games for our cousins. You know what I mean? Okay. So let's uh, let's uh, the movie uh, Reindeer Games with uh, with our guy Benny. Benny. How you you save movie for John Frankenheimer and your boy Ben Hooflix? The way I would do it, first of all. You know how they they use people in the movie? Well, you take out the people and you uh you add in, you know, people that are made out of reindeers. You make reindeers everybody and then uh then you don't have to pay them no money cuz reindeers just eat oats and shit, you know what I mean? You don't got a lot of talking, it's just a lot of action. You probably save them a buck yeah, a quarter. Yeah, it's a lot each. faster, man. It's a lot faster. It's a lot faster. Okay, first off, and they what, still shoot guns. They shoot guns with the antlers and shit. So, how are you going to save this movie here with uh this is the best way to do it. Just fire fire Ben Affleck, fire Charlize Theron. I know a guy, he's about 6 years old. He probably could have played this role a lot better. That's right. You bring in Christopher Mintz Platts. As the ex-convict uh, Rudy Duncan, he can do. Oh, he can pull it uh, off. At time of age, McLovin could get McLovin, this done. McLovin, yeah, he would have yeah. done it for some oh, Dunkaroos. He would have done it for some Dunkaroos and some squeezes. I guarantee you. That's how you save money here. Back to you, Nick and Steven, for real rottens. Thanks, guys. As as usual, I'm sure that uh, one day your consulting firm will real actually make money or the medication will kick in yes yes he he is slowly dying every episode i'm pretty sure big wheezy it must be all you should probably check on him actually must be the salchich and a little bit of the little bit of the the sausage and peppers i think that boil is definitely cancerous yeah likely deadly like it what gives him his horoscope or something yeah oh okay now it's time for let's get trivial hey when are we not uh do you have a fun fact about the movie Steven, what's interesting about this movie is that um, the main character is Rudy, short, uh, which is you know shorthand uh, version Rudolph, um, the man who organizes. And um, what's interesting about this movie is that Rudy uh, uh, is the name of the main character, Ben Affleck's character, short for Rudolph. Um, the man who organizes and sets up this bank robbery is named uh, Nick, which is you know short for Nicholas. Which being a Christmas a great name. movie, fantastic name. Being a Christmas movie, this uh, automatically thing. Uh, Automatically alludes to the fact that hey, it's Saint Nick uh, uh, organizing his reindeer to rob a bank, and uh, I thought I found that pretty interesting. 
Yeah. It's like how I'm organizing you to do secret tasks for me. Because yeah. my name is Nick and your middle name is Rudolph. And I have a bulbous red nose thanks to all the gin I drink. Yep. And that's why nobody likes you. Yeah, my pretty warble. Kyle, do you have a fun fact? Even though this is a Christmas movie, it was not released on Christmas because it got poor test screening. So they delayed it till February, two months later. It's incredible. That's a good idea, right? Just make it a Valentine's Day movie. I mean, it's not a well, bad idea. Two they weeks sh- after sh- Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> they should have CGI'd they should have CGI'd Valentine's costumes on the Santa costumes. And that would have made it more relevant. And then may have done better. you just recut the trailer just to be like a love story between Ben Affleck and Charlie. Would it have done better? Yeah. Uh if it was released on Christmas as it should have been, it probably would have made at least I'm d- I'm doing I'm doing the inflammation math in my head. Six more million dollars. <laughs> Brilliant. That's science. Uh, Nick, you got any trivia for us? Yes. Vin Diesel was going to be in this movie. And according to Danny Trejo, so there's, there's a couple stories about it, but apparently Vin Diesel either A, got in fights with John Frankenheimer and uh, quit the movie, or according to Danny Trejo, Vin Diesel got offered the role of Dom in The Fast and Furious. And decided to leave the movie. Both of them plausible. Either way, bad call. He really made a huge mistake. He really did. Um, he could, if he had stayed in this movie, it probably would have been a juggernaut franchise. We'd probably be on Reindeer Gates, which is the eighth Reindeer Games. Another Reindeer game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just another, another Reindeer Games. So many Reindeer Games. That's the fourth. <laughs> that's the fourth movie title. How are there this many reindeer games? <laughs> what are the reindeer games? Is what we all want to know. Reindeer games, which is the holiday version of uh, the Hunger Games, starring uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Kyle, tell us uh, who 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 made this movie. John Frankenheimer. Oh, John, John Frankenheimer. Oh, uh, also oh, known as John Frankenheimer. Is. Yeah, oh. Frankenheimer. Le- legendary uh, director from the '60s, '70s, uh, all up until his death. This was his last. Uh, this was his last uh, direction. Um, That's a bummer for him. Big time. Yeah, he big didn't time. go. He didn't. He didn't go out on a high note. He, um, but he almost went out on a high note. His previous film, Ronin. Uh, still renowned as a classic. Ronan, uh, the movie we've film. almost watched multiple times. Yeah, yeah. No one wants to watch it for some reason. Who would have knew? Who wrote this film, uh, Kyle? Let's keep it going. Aaron Kruger. Aaron Kruger. Yeah, Aaron Kruger. Writer of The Ring, Rings, uh, The Brothers Grimm, all the new Transformers, um, and Man. the upcoming uh, writer for Dumbo. So you know it's going to be a hit, folks. Yeah, that makes me think that Dumbo's not going to be a hit now. Hey, well, you got uh, Tim Burton's backing. So oh, that, yeah, that also fans. makes me think that it's not going to be a hit now. That's, you're not helping me buy this. Uh, Big Fish is a good movie. Well, that's a fantastic movie. It's one of my top ten of yeah, all time. Tim Burton. Yeah, but that was uh, that was a while ago, Tim Burton. It'd be, that's the same thing of saying, like, yeah, Corpse Pride, have, Tim have Burton. Faith. Have and I think faith. it's important that we think about Dumbo as a story because it's, it's really, good. really depressing. Uh, the story of Dumbo is is pretty sad. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm sure this is going to go badly. And a bit racist. Yeah, very racist. It's it's almost on the level of racism as Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which is actually very racist. They shame him. His his own dad is like, why can't you be like all the other kids? You and your stupid red nose. And then nobody likes him because he has a red nose. But then it promotes a commingling of the races. Uh, with Only when, when you need to exploit elf. them for their use. He's he's like an athlete. No, when he befriends the elf in the in the actual uh, cartoon. Oh yeah, yeah, buddy. Anyways, <laughs> so Kyle, who 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 is the fantastic composer for this film? Alan Silvestri. Oh my God, he comes back to haunt us yet again. <laughs> Why is he haunting you? The flight of the feather will not leave us alone. Good old Alan Silvestri was in a. He was a composer for a couple of our uh, films, if I do recall. I don't remember them off the top of my head, but uh, feel free, audience, to call me out on Twitter. That's right. My handle is S-R-A-M-W-E-R-E-Z. Or just say it at Real Rotten. Yeah, and you can not talk to me at Sick Lions on Twitter. Alan Silvestri, though, did Forrest Gump, so that gives him a lifetime pass. Yep. He did The Uh, Flight of the Feather. Back to the Future. No one cares. What's that movie? Oh, my God. All right. let's, uh, let's Let's get for real. Yeah, let's get into the movie. What the fuck was this movie? <laughs> no one knows. No one cares. 
Um, I feel like the someone threw a dart uh, at John Frankenheimer and threw a dart at $42 million and said, all right, let's do it. And then they're like, let's use those darts in a torture scene. That sounds like a great exactly. idea. You know, exactly. You know, these would hurt a lot. Be in some shitbag motel in the middle of bumfuck Michigan, throwing darts at a worthless uh, convict. Uh, uh, uh. That's exactly what they thought. So let's start off with the worst moments of the movie, the most ridiculous. Uh, why this movie's probably bad moments, like dart torture, like dart torture. That's that's one of the nominations. The other ones we got. There's the entire sequence that takes place on a frozen pond is pretty ridiculous. Absolutely. Uh, ben Affleck escapes onto a frozen pond in the middle of nowhere. They're in up the upper peninsula of Michigan. Is that where they are? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's on the frozen pond, and Gary Sinise is shooting at him and Charlize, and he just he just shoots under people, and then they fall onto the ice. Specifically, Charlize Theron. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As well as the 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 poor as well old, as the poor old witness. Yeah. Yeah. The old fisherman who was just minding his own business, trying to catch some ice fish. So why would Gary Sinise risk uh, Charlize Theron's life with when spoiler alert she was working for him the entire time? That's a fantastic question. And why would anyone survive under sub-zero temperatures under ice uh, for more than a minute? Yeah, I I am positive that in the movies when they swim away from the hole that they fell down into, that they're dead. Yeah, automatically. There's no fucking way. There's no way. They're not that smart. I could hold my breath maybe 45 seconds, maybe a minute if my life depended on it. Ben Affleck's character says, mm, real nice pie when he's eating pie. I don't think he's got uh, many light bulbs in that attic. Well, he, d- he does a lot of push-ups in prison. Maybe that's why his lungs are so strong. Mm, could be. Other nominations. We have the opening, uh, the opening food fight sequence, mm-hmm. which is just insane it's just why there there were so many ways to go about the scene of getting nick stabbed right yeah but the way that they did it they decided to put cockroaches in everybody's gelatin and then cause mass hysteria in the prison capped off by a peak performance by the one and only isaac hayes yes there are monsters in the gelatin monsters in the gelatin look at this shit um, and then, then uh, the other one, it's, it's, I believe it's your all-time favorite scene. It is uh, uh, one of Gary Sinise's henchmen um, cornering Ben Affleck, and he, uh, he subdues him by spraying him down with a squirt gun full of whiskey and lighting him on fire. God is good. Now, what do you say to Santa's wall? Mm-hmm. You say thank you. Yep. And he and he immediately caught on fire. It was not even there wasn't more than knew? a second between his his entire body on fire, and there no fire being on him at all. Who would have knew Canadian Club would be so flammable? Yes, it 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 was probably to me the most ridiculous was him dying by fire unequivocally. Yes. Um, that's that's a top that's a top one. It's if, one that we're going to tell you to go watch right now this second. It's definitely uh, on YouTube. You don't have to see this movie, but you have to see that scene. Watch the clip. You can either watch the clip on YouTube or or watch the film on Netflix. It just so happens to be on Netflix. Yeah, it's a tie for me between uh, the catching on fire bit and the whole uh, frozen pond scene, definitely. And the monsters in the gelatin. I think that the monsters in the gelatin had nothing to do with their whole plot and everything, too. It was just like something that just happened at the prison. Of course, because it's a crazy prison. It's yeah. a crazy prison where the, they just put cockroaches in the jello because they all hate each other. I, yeah. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Like, I just don't understand. Yeah. I think it was part of it because um, Nick does mention in the towards the end of the film that um, he, was, he was supposed to get knifed later in the yeah. day. And it didn't happen that way. So. He got knifed by Mr. Dennis Stubblefield himself. Yeah, yeah. Legendary uh, defense event. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I feel like you you have a bone to pick with this film in, in, with some specifics. 
Uh, I have a problem with the entire plot device yeah. of the heist. Yeah, it makes zero sense. There are so many ways this could have gone wrong. I just don't understand how... It wasn't thought out at all. Yes, this was the least planned, like, well-planned criminal enterprise of all time. Yeah, because it was supposed to be bumbling, but at the same time it wasn't because the guy was going to be there the whole time just to just to catch whatever scavenger scraps are left over and, and get away with it all. Like, yeah, there's it just doesn't make any sense. There's just it worked out. This was as best as the plan could have possibly worked out. And the fact, the fact that this whole plot revolved around Christmas, it didn't need to revolve around Christmas. What the hell is that about? No, I think Christmas was only involved because the movie was named Reindeer Games before they even come up with anything else of the Probably. movie. Probably, I think the guy that wrote it was just like, "I'm making, I'm writing a movie called Reindeer Games," and they're like, "What's it about?" And he's like. Or he's like, I got a movie called Deception, and it's this whole thing is like, I like it, but it needs to be set around December. Yeah, Can let's we do that. Yeah, it's definitely a, it was a money grabbing scheme that ended up backfiring completely. Yeah, and it's a, it's a universally uh, loved, albeit hated, uh, Christmas film. It is kind of unbelievable how, how badly this movie fucked up. Yeah. They first they decided to set the movie around Christmas and then couldn't even hit their own Christmas deadline to release the movie at Christmas. Mm-mm. And then with a with a cast like this. Yeah. An all-star cast. Yes. Which we're going to get to right now. Kyle, who was in this movie? Ben Affleck. The Ben Affleck. Where was where was this in Ben Affleck's uh trajectory? This, this was, was uh after Armageddon, I believe. This is peak Affleck. This is yeah. peak. This is yeah. peak action Affleck. Yeah, this is after this is peak paycheck hunting, Affleck. You know? Not necessarily the film paycheck. paycheck. Yeah. Not necessarily the <laughs> film paycheck, but he's collecting major paychecks with these films. He he's on his way up the mountain, possibly getting to the top and going down one of his many roller coaster drops. I mean, his peak obviously is Pearl Harbor. You can't deny that. Pearl Harbor. That's we had uh, Charlize Theron. Yeah, the beginning of a, of a great career for Charlize Theron. She she was in some obscure movies in the late '90s, early 2000s, but she came out uh, very well. Gary Sinise, Lieutenant Dan. Speaking of Alan Silvestri, the other person who can do no wrong ever again in their life is Gary Sinise because yeah. he was Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. How did they cut his legs off in that movie? I have no idea. Oh, still blows my mind. Would that's this a, movie have been better if he didn't have legs? It's a lot of quad stretching. <laughs> yeah, I think I, that's about it. That's that's really all. It yeah, matters. there was there was a a, a a massive list of minor players, but those were those were the big ones. Yeah, running through some of the minor ones, we had we had Danny Trejo, Isaac Hayes, Donald Logue, Dennis Farina, Dennis Farina, a, a, an appearance by Ashton Kutcher, uh, uh, Ron Jeremy, Ron Jeremy, Dennis Doublefield. This movie was filled with. Random as fuck people that they that they got to play the most random parts. Mm-hmm. Vin Diesel was going to be on that list too. Don't forget that. Yeah. So who worked in the movie and who did not work for you, Stephen? Um, Dennis Farina can do no wrong. Um, he's for sure who worked uh, for it in the movie, albeit it and, is and a he very played, small role. He played the casino owner. Played the casino gaming pit boss yeah, or whatever. The guy who was trying to make money is like, I'm never going back to Vegas. I'm never going back to Vegas. You know, a lot of re- repetition of lines. We'll get into that. Um, who that's, didn't, a, a, that's kind of his bread and butter. Yeah. Who didn't work for me is Ben Affleck. He, it was like he, he was intentionally the odd man out, but at the same time, no reason for him to be in this film. I think there was flashes of good Ben and plenty of Ben where you're just like, he, he's just yelling at mm. this point. And okay. now he's done yelling. <laughs> And now he's got a face that he's he's not sure how he feels. Oh no, he doesn't know how he feels. Yep. There's a lot of it was a lot of really blank Ben. Which which maybe was a character decision. Yeah. Uh but also could just be Ben Affleck. I think it's just Ben Affleck. I don't think we're ever gonna know. Yeah. Uh who who did work for me was was the heist crew. Hmm. Really? Even though they they were terrible at their job and they should not have tried to rob this. The casino because they they're very bad at it, but they could not have they could not have chose a cooler crew that I would want to hang out with, except for Gary Sinise because he just strikes me as somebody that is insane. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He just always has crazy eyes. Yeah, but Danny Trejo and Isaac Hayes automatically make a crew that much better 
and and Donald Logue, he's he's one of those guys, you know, where you, you see him all the time. He plays like a really good alcoholic. Yeah. You always need a wild card. He's the wild card. He's a good wild card pre Charlie Day. Isaac Hayes is the guy that's always like motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. Because you need you need a guy to pull off a good motherfucker. That's actually not Isaac Hayes. That is uh, Isaac Hayes was in the beginning of the film. Uh, the 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 black man uh, in this film is the one and only Clarence Williams the third. Um, the original Link from the Mod Squad, um, also known as Samson from Half Baked. Are you right? I am totally right. You want to you want to check that fact, Kyle? But he won't because he's just sitting there. Oh, uh, that was Zook. Yeah, Big Zook. Big Zook. Well, that's my fault. Yeah, Isaac Hayes. Isaac Hayes was Zook in the beginning of the film. Uh, Clarence Williams III was Merlin. Mm-hmm. Whoa. I want to talk to Merlin. Damn. Claren- that just changed the whole movie for me. Yeah, it did. I'm glad. I'm no. glad I ruined your dreams. Well, I didn't like anybody then. Good. Good. I'm you glad. know who else I didn't like? Who? Was Nick, the guy who played the mastermind. He... he he was a very nefarious-looking fellow because he had jagged shark teeth. Bit of a creep. Yeah, he had, he had the dead eyes and the shark teeth, so he basically was a walking shark. James Frayn. James Frayn. Uh, Frayn. I thought he was just not good. The way that he died, his fake death, now that we know it was acting, was very bad. Not convincing yeah. at all. Yeah. He, he, his like last gasp at life was downright comical. Comical. Yeah. Maybe he had to sell it because how much of an idiot Ben Affleck's character was in this film. Yeah, he had, they're like, you got to make Ben look good. You got to make Ben look good. Please do a very bad job of dying. And that way, Ben will actually think you're dead. Charlize Theron, what do you think? What do you mean? What do you think? How do you, how do you think she did? Uh, she was all right. I mean, you can't really say anybody did any good in this film. Like, no one was great. And they all knew it. Yeah, her hair was not great. Yeah. But I enjoy her as a person, so I'll always like her in a movie. There what? were there were a couple little cameos. So Isaac Hayes, Danny Stubblefield, Ron Jeremy, and Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher, this is right before Dude, Where's My Car? The movie before. Mm-hmm. He was still in his modeling era. Dude. Um, why don't you give me some best quotes, Nick? What do you think your best lines are? I had two favorites. Uh, one was when... Clarence kept calling elves dwarves, and then Ben felt the need to correct him and call him elves, and then he said, no, thank you, motherfucker. And then I, uh, I love the last line where he says, rule number one, never put a car thief behind the wheel, because yeah. it was very bad. Oh, so bad. Rule one, never put a car thief behind the wheel! Yes, he, he he tried to sound so badass by uh, running that guy or running Charlize Theron over. It just did not work out. Um, just the constant repetitive line. Why didn't she get off? Why didn't she get off the car when when he hit her? She was just in complete shock. Like I thought I had this planned out perfectly. <laughs> yeah, she survived. A, she survived a crazy amount of this movie and then died in the dumbest way because she couldn't just roll off the car. Yeah, she she played. She dumb. literally drove a car through a casino and killed people. And and it was fine. She just got out like it was totally normal. She 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 shattered doors, and she was totally fine. I I still don't get how this plan worked, but yes, go on. I mean the 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 biggest quote is uh just just Ben Affleck uh making demands making demands when he's uh when he's under the gun here. He wants some goddamn hot chocolate and some fucking pecan pie. You want to hear about some job of mine? I want to see some goddamn hot chocolate. And some pecan fucking pie. Like I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that they said that. Yeah, that's an, that's an agreeable line. That sounds like a like a forceful line. It'll catch people off guard, but he'll say it with authority, and it'll be great. No. Yeah, it just showed how simple and dumb he was the whole time. That's all he cared about in prison the whole time. Was there, hot he's chocolate. Like, what are you gonna do when you get out? Well, I'm gonna go give me a hot chocolate. Pretty sure you can buy us the commissary in prison. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna give me a pecan pie. They're like, you know, you know, you can do anything. You're free. You're out of jail. You've just been in there for five years. Yeah, I'm gonna go get me a hot chocolate. Charlize oh, yeah. Theron also said, "I never fucked the wrong guy." Yeah, yeah, she's right. She's 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 she's, she's right. Right up until except, she's wrong. Except yeah, except that she she had sex with definitely three of the wrong guys in that movie. Yeah, all the wrong all the wrong reasons too. 
She, I have to credit her character's commitment, though. <laughs> you can't get enough of Charlize in this film. I'm just saying, she, she really, like, this plan was her plan, basically. Uh, Nick, Nick coerced her into doing it. Uh, but she committed. She dated a trucker that she didn't want to date for, like, months. Yeah. Just to pull off this job. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was committed to the role. Committed to the cause. I mean, she was romantically involved with uh, Gary Sinise during this film. That was a fun fact, Kyle. Wow, Thank Kyle. you. <laughs> Thank you for that. What a hot take. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. What is romantically? Is that just dating? Yes. They, they um, hold hands with each other at lunchtime. Just on set. <laughs> yeah. right, before, right before the take. Right before the scene. Yeah. Oh, honey, I got to go to work. I'll kill you, you See, bitch. Shut up, bitch. Now right. it's time for the top five. Top five. We're going to do. Damn it. I didn't know you were going to keep going. Sorry. Yeah. You never usually keep going. I never do. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you don't have to go again. We're doing it again. Shut up. Shut up. Keep it in. Top five. Well, I thought you were going to talk We're doing the top five action Christmas movies. Here's something that we wrote down. Here are the options. We got Die Hard. We got Die Hard 2. Batman Returns. Home Alone. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. Reindeer Games, of course. Uh, Lethal Weapon, Ice Harvest, Enemy of the State. Enemy. Enemy of the State. I know what you're thinking. Home Alone is not an action movie, but... There's some action. We got to talk through it, yeah. So what? what's the difference between a hijinks movie and an action movie? Uh, there's no genre of movie called hijinks. There you go. There you go. Yeah, simple, plain and simple. Kyle, I mean, it's Kyle like disagrees. it's like slapstick comedy. That's slapstick what that movie is. Is that they, not action? They have them like when they raid the house, they're falling all over the place, and that's what makes it a comedy more so than an action movie. But it's more. There's action no explosions in this movie. But there's action sequences. Uh, is there really? Yeah. No. Uh, you're if if and there's cans, any action sequences, paint it's from cans the, flying it's from into the, people's faces, men hitting each other with shovels. No, no. So many people fall down the Flames, stairs. Flamethrowers. If there's any action in this movie, it's the uh, it's the movie that is seen on the TV. I can't remember the name. It's the black and white film yeah, where it's the, the guy. Yeah. Angels with filthy souls. Yeah. He rides on a zip line. Yeah. There you go. You're done. Uh, There's that's action that's sequences. Still, we're still like There's kids adventure land. I don't know if this is not no explosions. So I will I will argue that this you know coming for the people the guy, who are listening to this podcast as well. Guy, coming from the guy that said the Batman Forever uh, was the same movie as Batman Returns. You, you have no proof of that. Uh, He's so. right. There is no proof except I was a witness and I will testify. <laughs> all right. Nick, so, what? Kyle, we already know your list. So, you're number one, Batman Returns. Number two, no, Batman no, Returns no, again. No. Number three, let's all I, get on the Batmobile I, and ride the sunset of Christmas. I disagree. Jingle Batman, jingle Batman. Kyle chooses Batman. No. And that was your top five. No. Not at all. Okay. Do your top five. I'll do my top five. I'm going to number one, Die Hard. Uh, we're not going to get into the argument, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Because yes, it is. Uh, it, is. Yep. it always has been and always yep. will be. Uh, that movie would not be the same at an Easter party. So there you go. Uh, Fourth of July party, even though I would watch that version as well. Yeah. Uh, Die Hard 2 is not my second. I'm going Enemy of the State, number two. Love that movie. Uh, just rewatched it. Holds up. Took place at the perfect time right before cell phones got too powerful and took over our brains. Yeah. It was uh, right when you still had to use a payphone, but you had a choice not to. Uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is my number three because I fucking love that movie. Shane Black wrote almost all of these movies also. Uh, number four, Die Hard 2 on a plane. I uh, love a good plane drama. You know, will it land? That's suspense. I've never seen suspense like that. Number five, Lethal Weapon. Wow. Uh, some would argue with Die Hard 2 and Lethal Weapon. And uh, I could be persuaded to switch places, but I'm choosing not to. It's a real stretch for any of these films. Um, that they're actually be, Christmas to movies. To be a Christmas movie. It's, it's like the, it, they're action films that just so happen to be set during Christmas. They just take place on Christmas. Um, number one for sure, Die Hard. Uh, number two, we're going to roll, roll right on through with Lethal Weapon. Uh, number three, I'm going to give it to Batman Returns. Uh, number four with Die Hard 2, so I agree with you that. Um, I'll leave Enemy, Enemy at the State at number five. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I agree. Reindeer Games might be the most, the most Christmassy out of all these. I mean, the soundtrack is all Christmas, so how can you go wrong with that? Yeah, and, and they wear Santa costumes when they do the heist. Yeah. So, 
I think Reindeer Games would be number one on this list as far as action Christmas movies. Mm, yeah. It Maybe just, because of the title as well. Just plot alone, though, uh, brings it down to like the bottom. Yes, this is true. You still have Home Alone on this list? Uh, I choose Home Alone as my number zero, meaning it's above all lists and forever and always will be. Forever enshrined in my heart as the finest action movie ever made. Move along. Especially Why don't you think that Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin turned into the biggest action star of our generation because of Home Alone? Move along. He starred in Home Alone 2. Move along. And then he went on to be... Move along. You know? The party monster. The party monster. God, so much action in that. Now it's time for the games. Hey, we got one game for you here, folks. We're going to do same title, different movie. Hey, we're going reverting back to the classics like the Yule Log and um, Christmas Carols. And tales from uh, 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 yonder days past. And talking about the good times of Reagan. And George H.W. May he rest in peace. Sure. All right, Nick, you got a same title, different movie? Sure, I do. We have 15 seconds on the clock. This is based on a true story about little Johnny Marks. He was a young Jewish boy growing up in the, the neighborhoods of New York. Five. When he found out that... He Two. wasn't getting let to play all the games that all the other white kids that didn't like Jewish kids were doing. So instead, he decided to find his own way. He started to write music. And he went on to write five, not just one, four, three, but five two, Christmas classics. One. Run, run, zero. Rudolph. And it, we track his rise and his fall due to drugs until he dies. Who is this person? Who are you talking about? That's a real story. Who? The guy that wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, his name is Johnny Marks. Johnny Marks. Okay, so it's a Johnny Marks biopic. It's a Johnny it's Marks Reindeer biopic Games. called Reindeer Games. All right, that's because all we he, needed. I want to watch that. That's not a pitch. I want to watch I can't that. just tell you, oh, it's a Johnny Marks biopic. Nobody would see that movie. I have to explain how he got addicted to drugs, which may or may not have happened, but that's why it's based on a true story. Still wouldn't see that movie. Until you see the trailer and you find out that Johnny Marks is played by none other than... Vin Diesel. Wow. Oh, wow. Yep. Twist. Yep. Vin Diesel with hair, singing Run Run Rudolph. Tell me you won't see that movie four times in theaters on Christmas. I will see that movie negative four times and come to you and get my uh, money that I would have wasted. Vin Diesel does an incredible New York accent, too. Listen, this is You're using the knock around guys? This is my movie here. All right. Steven. Steven, you have one sentence to pitch, pitch a movie. <laughs> What do reindeers do in the off season after Christmas? That's my one sentence. I love that. So it's a uh, it's an animated feature of uh, the reindeers of what they do during their off season. I mean, they they can't be cooped up all all uh, summer long. So you know what they do? They participate in track and field, and they uh, do the long the long shot, the the catapult, the 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 pole vault. You know yeah, all the, those fun the activities. Antler toss. And they compete with all the other reindeer from across the globe in. The reindeer games. What are the main? Who, what country are the uh, the reindeer from? Well, you got the U.S. reindeer from Alaska. You got the Canadian reindeer. A. You got the Greenland uh, reindeer. You got the Icelandic reindeer. You got the Norwegians. You got do, all do of the, Scandinavia. Do the, do the winners get to be on Santa's sleigh? And then the sleigh? evil Russian reindeer. You got the North Pole, oh, Pole the, reindeer, right? Well, yeah, the North Pole. They're like the they're reindeer like the aren't born of the North Pole, Kyle. They if you're the emigrate. champion, there are there are eight designated champions of of track and field. And yes. if you're the if you're the champions, um, obviously the Hall of Fames are the original eight. But if you're the champion of your specific sport, you get to be on the reindeer uh, reindeer team for Christmas. So yeah, what uh, what movie would you rather watch, Kyle? You got three seconds. One, two. I like yours, but three. it sounds dumb. No, it sounds it sounds I, too it sounds I would, too child I, I, childish. I, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah, you Nick's yours is, a, yours is a little intense. Yeah, because it's going to be a real movie one day, and Vin Diesel is going to play Johnny Marks. Kyle, let me let me convince you. I have a way to. Convince I think you. I think you have plenty of time. I think Steven needs to convince me. Who who is in your movie? I got no, I got nothing to sell you on. I got the voices of uh, Kristen Bell, Dax Shepard. Uh, okay, you've uh, already lost. <laughs> <me>. Nick wins. <laughs> Justin Timberlake, <laughs> Anna Kendrick, <laughs> Rick Ross, uh, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> yeah, Nick wins. Rick Ross and Snoop Dogg, though. Now you've got me. Now I'm back. I'm coming. 
I'm Comet. At, at <laughs> That's first, all he would say. At first, I thought you were gonna pitch the uh, the the movie about like the athletes off the court, like the like a thirty for thirty about the <laughs> about the reindeer when they're not playing the games. Oh, that would have been uh, nice. And, how, and how hardcore their lives get. Like Comet. It's oh, like Rum Springer. They don't call him Comet for no reason. That guy is addicted to drugs. <laughs> reindeer Springer. It's a, he's, it's a he's, mockumentary about the, the reindeer. To fly to the moon. Comet, yeah. Comet, Training all he year. eats so many of those, those, uh, those heroin leaves and then just... But Blitzen. Yeah. Blitzen <laughs> in the corner over there. <laughs> Blitzen is a tweaker. All right. Vixen is actually very nice. She, she just got a bad rap for her name. All right. Very nice. So, so Nick, if you could re-rate this movie, would you? And what would you give it? 30. Because of two things. One, explosions are great. And two, I didn't fully uh, hate it. Uh, I want to go back to the first one because at the end of the movie, there's two giant explosions. <laughs> and I love that. That might be my favorite movie trope of all time. Is is just like a normal car falling down a cliff, and then when it hits the bottom, it just explodes into like it was like a bomb was inside of Not it. Not right away though. It, yeah. it takes it like always, two seconds. It always lands, <laughs> and then it's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's the best. It's the best cliche of, of a of an action. Definitely, sequence. yeah, definitely top three action cliche. So I, I they they pulled it off. That's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you uh, rate it, Stephen? Oh, I'd give it a little bit lower than twenty five. I'd go with a solid eighteen percent. It's it's barely legal. It's barely legal for me to watch it. I think I agree with that. Yeah, John Frankenheimer. Uh, God bless him, but man, he really uh, really fell off in the nineties, unfortunately. And this film is a uh, living proof. Kyle, yeah. what are you gonna give it? Uh, I give it cool. I give it twenty for the acting. Twenty for the acting. Actors. Meaning the acting brought it up to 20 or it dropped it down to 20? Just for the overall, I think. They they tried with the cast. Um, the, overall, the overall script was disappointing. Steven, do you have a blurb? I'm not here trying to play reindeer games, and this movie tried to sell me on that. It's not going to fly, Comet. What do you got, Nick? I have a uh, an original blurb. To the tune of Johnny Marks's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, you're going you're gonna to sing us out? I'm going to sing us out. Oh, boy. All right. Well, uh, this, is, this has been, this has been uh, Reindeer Games, uh, our first Christmas film. Yes. I, uh, I would like to recommend a Christmas film, though. Uh, I'm going to recommend The Christmas Chronicles wow. with, with Kurt Russell. Speaking of Netflix... Yeah. Yes, uh, he he he's a jolly ass Santa. Hey, and I think he's, it's hard to ignore him. He should win an Emmy. Yeah, if he if you weren't gonna bring up Kurt Russell, I was. Um, yep. Just like that. <laughs> just like the Christmas Chronicles. Uh, be sure to check out Reindeer Games here on, uh, on the platform of Netflix. I will recommend a, a Christmas uh, a Christmas thing, and that is uh, love thy neighbor. And also trap me. Shut up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But no, yeah, let's uh, let's let's take it away here, folks. Uh, for real, rotten. Uh, uh, shoot us all your um, Christmas questions and any sort of film that you'd like to like to see us review. I noticed we did get one a new rating on iTunes. Oh, I love it! Thanks, uh, it thanks was, for the it was active five engagement. stars, and it was uh, a shout out to B Smith. Hey, B Smith. We know who you are, big B Smith. You're gonna get a sticker. Congratulations. Yeah. You hear that, people? This is what could happen to you. You could get a shout out and a sticker. We fulfill on our promises. That's folks. fucking incredible. Well, once we fulfill the promise, then we will actually be have the reputation for fulfilling. Hey, promises. we made the proclamation that we're fulfilling the promise. Yeah, we we're trying to push it so far that we have to follow through. That's it, it's just like when you when you go to your friends and you're like, yeah, I'll I'll do this for you, and you keep saying it over and over that by the end you feel like a dick if you don't do it. It's like that. Sure, bud. Uh, by by all means, follow us on all social media channels. That's at real rot, real rotten. Uh, email us real rotten uh, pod at gmail dot com. Um, for the podcast itself, uh, uh, for Kyle Katsumas, for for uh, Alex Galajakis, who Who's will here? be but put, put to work. Yeah. Uh, ne- next sec- next uh, next time we do a recording, stay tuned for what that entails. Yeah, we're going to post on the Twitter uh, which challenge you want him to complete while we do the podcast. Um. Stay tuned for that. Follow us, and you you'll get to vote. We're working out the kinks. We're working out the kinks. Um, uh, Nick, it's been a pleasure. Um, we'll we'll talk uh we'll talk our next pod when we talk about it, right? 
Yeah, it um, is. Uh, it's going to be another Christmas movie. Absolutely, we don't know what exactly, but for it will sure, be. definitely a Christmas movie. For all we know, it could be um, in old three Christmas months from movies. now. Yeah, old home movies. <laughs> um, yeah, this has been real rotten. Um, this is Stephen Ramirez, and I'm Nick. And like we sometimes say, keep it real, keep it rotten, stay rotten. You know it. Yep. All right, Nick, take it away. You know Charlie's and Isaac and Danny and. Gary, Ashton, and Dennis, and Donald, and Ron Jeremy. But do you recall the most coked up actor of all? Ben Affleck plays a coked up car thief, putting the snow up his nose. And in, though it's never in the movie, you can tell by his pupils. All of the other actors were terrible and lame. There was no talking to the Affleck on the set of Reindeer Games. Then one February, the film had its debut. It was set at Christmas time. The studio said we'll be just fine. Oh, how the film did badly. Why they made it a mystery. But Charlie's there on nude scenes. We'll go down in his story.